This is the Chief Steward Officer podcast for Kingdom Entrepreneurs. If you want to start, grow, or sustain a business that lines up with Kingdom principles, this podcast is for you. Stewardship is key to aligning your business with the Kingdom of God, and we provide straight talk, practical tips, and advice to help you succeed. And now, your host, the CSO of Flow Business Systems, Mike Spence. Welcome to all of our chief steward officers that are watching this. We uh, appreciate you tuning in. Hi, Brad. How are you? Hello. Good afternoon. Good talking to you again today. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, well, we're here. We have another topic. Uh, this one's my favorite. I was going to start it with a story to kind of set the stage. You okay with that? You like stories, right? I love stories. You got stories some hot bring cocoa? Me in. <laughs> I, I have my my man of God coffee cup with <laughs> love it. four hour old bitter coffee. Mm, mm. curl up because it's raining here it's a little cold oh you good oh was that rough that's that's good stuff yeah that's good good coffee uh, i saw more hair on your chest bro <laughs> when you when you that was that was a man of god sip if I ever heard one. <laughs> oh man all right so here it is uh this past week i lost my wallet and if mm. anyone's ever lost uh a wallet or something like that that uh, it, first, my, my first thought was, well, it's around here somewhere. Um, I, I remembered I went to the grocery store and my, my wife needed some things. I said, I'll go. And I ran down, be the good husband, got some stuff and came back. And that was like on a Wednesday or something. And I just couldn't remember where I put it. I didn't even actually know that I misplaced it until like I needed it. Cause I usually don't like carry it in my pocket or something. I'll put my car, I'll put my laptop bag or something. Mm -hmm. um, but I just couldn't remember where I put it. No big deal, right? So I just looked in all the, the typical places and all those typical places had nothing. Uh, I got, there was nowhere to be found. I started asking her if she'd seen it, my wife and no. Um, I called the grocery store. Did anyone turn something in thinking maybe I dropped it in the parking lot? But then another day went by and it started concerning me more. Mm -hmm. like I started going back to the office and well, maybe it fell out of my pocket, started, you know, turn over couch cushions, you do all these things. And then I get to the point where I actually had to sit and think about, okay, what was I wearing like two days ago? And, and sometimes that's hard if you mm -hmm. ever try to do that uh, because it was it in maybe a jacket pocket. Where, where did I go? Tracing my steps, everything that I could possibly do to think about where it would be and why it would be so I could go look. And, you know, my wife's being super helpful. She was like, well, is it in your car? I don't know. It's, like, it's gone. It's lost. Is it in the couch? You cracked the case. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like, you're killing me. Um, and I told her that she started laughing. She goes, well, it's better than say it. Have you looked here or there? Cause you know, like, yeah, you're right. I'm getting frustrated by not finding it. So, uh, we've Can been you describe what the wallet looks like. Perhaps I've seen it. <laughs> exactly. Not noticed. Right. Right. Uh, but we've been married almost 30 years. So we, we, we get it. We, we know how to do that. Um, but she knew I was getting frustrated and a little concerned and mostly because, you know, it's the hassle. Yeah. I didn't want to have to go back to the, you know, get my driver's license reissued and cancel all the cards. And, uh, but you do start watching your bank account a little bit to see if somebody did find it. Are they using it? Are they running up a card or something, whatever. Um, but it just was driving me nuts when another day goes by. And I just, that, yeah, I came back maybe to the office. I looked around and like, you know, 
I'm going to look in my laptop bag in this one area that I keep it, but I know it's not there because I was never around it during that time. And I looked and there it was. I found it. <laughs> it was right in one of the most common places that I would keep it. And Brad, when I grabbed the wallet and I found it, I was happy. I mean, like, you know, because of course I prayed about it and I uh, just, hey, Lord, thank you. Thank, thanks for helping mm -hmm. me find this. Was, but what he hit me with right there, Brad, was pretty impactful, said, and that's how I want you to seek me. Mm -hmm. uh, and it floored me mm -hmm. because for most of my adult like, Christian life, I really never heard the principle of seeking him. I know Jesus, you know, in the Bible, we talk about seek first the kingdom, seek God and you'll find him. And I never put that much energy into making sure that I was seeking God, that how many days or weeks, months does it go by when somebody doesn't even realize they, they don't have God as close mm. to them because he doesn't move, right? He's in that mm -hmm. common spot that you always, <laughs> that he always is. He's right there. We move. And it just, mm -hmm. it just kind of crushed me. Like, wow, I do not put that kind of focused energy all the time into making sure I'm seeking him mm -hmm. with that kind of effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think a lot with the wallet is kind of a, you kind of need it, right? So you find yourself needing it more often than not, sure, where right. a lot of times you have, you have said, and I like the illustration is, it's like, we keep Jesus in the glass yeah. with a big you know, break glass in case of emergency. So right. I don't need Jesus right now. So I didn't seek yeah. him. Right. And, and, you know, I, I've, it's kind of like a, a de degenerative state, right? If, if you're walking in the spirit and you said, well, I don't, I don't need to seek now. And then you get a little, little less strong and then a yeah. little less strong and a little yeah. less strong until all of a sudden now you're in a ditch and you're like, I don't know how I got up here, but I really need my wallet now. Right. 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 And, and so it, it hmm. luckily, hopefully if we're, we're so in tuned and connected with the Holy spirit that any lack of it, would be a red flag. We're like, no, I got to get back to square one that we're so in tune where we don't want to have any less power than we always normally would. Unfortunately, we, we put a lot of things on our shoulders all the time. So, well, no, that's, I can hand, I have that. Yeah. I got a brain. God gave me a brain. I'll figure that out. I do yep. it. And you, and you just keep doing it. And, and then you get in a pattern yeah. of not seeking or only seeking when it's well past the time to have been seeking in the first place. Oh, right. And, and now you're in the, we're in a world of hurt and, and unfortunately, well, sometimes I guess your mileage may vary, but God doesn't always just pick his hand up, put it, put it down in the ditch and say, okay, I'm going to elevate you instantly out of that ditch. Right. A lot of times it's like, well, you got yourself into this mess. Now you're going to have to climb out too. You know, there's a process to climb out, Oh man. you know, so he'll help you climb out. He might throw you a rope, <laughs> you know, yep. but you still got to put the, the effort in. So a lot of times mm -hmm. we find ourselves where it, we wouldn't have been down in the ditch in the first place if we had been continually seeking before we got down oh, there. And I think the, the wallet is just such a, cause you got your credit card, your driver's license, you got yeah. everything that you, you kind of need to transact a lot of stuff anymore. It is like, eh. Brad, there's so many things there. I, I, and, you know, the wallet too is a perceived value. I perceived it 
as being extremely valuable, right? Mm-hmm. And because of the money potentially that it would represent, but also my identity. Think about that. Oh, in, yeah. In biblical. Mm-hmm. Mm, I was identified mm-hmm. in there. But when he hit me with this, it was like, I need you to seek me with at least much energy as this, because I am far more valuable than anything in that wallet. And guess what? Your identity is not found in that wallet. It's found in me. Mm -hmm. And I hope that people are listening to understand I am not condemning any, uh, most of our podcasts, I'm sorry, all of our podcasts are lessons that we have learned and, and that we need to be taught, talking about you and I that uh, others that if this resonates with them to just start checking a little bit, especially as a chief steward officer, as you're a steward over a business that God has uh, planted uniquely in your mind and that you're now running this thing. And it, it does happen slow. I mean, there was a song a long time ago calling, uh, calling it a slow fade where we don't even realize that I, our daily decisions that we think are harmless or, or, or yeah. good, but they're very grounded in being undisciplined sometimes. And they're, they're grounded in being very fleshly desires. And we just slowly start moving away to the point that mm-hmm. we are so far away from God that we didn't realize because it was, it was a slow transition. And then usually, like you said, happens, we get in a ditch. And I say like hit rock bottom, you know, and God will allow you to continue to make those decisions so that we can learn from it. So I'm going to let you go ahead and stray from me, although I don't want you to. And when you hit rock bottom, what I've I've heard this recently, I loved it is that as a Christian, when you hit rock bottom, the great thing is that you realize that God's your rock. (laughs) So the rock is God. So when you hit rock bottom, it's not a bad thing. It's that's the moment that you get to the point where you're like, you know what, this is the time that I need to seek him. Where, where is he? And you break that glass. And the great thing about God is he's always there. Mm-hmm. You hit rock bottom, you turn to him and it, it, he doesn't say, okay, I'll take you back one more time and hear all the things that I need you to do. The sacrifices and all that. It's not that you, you, yeah. you turn like the prodigal son is like, Oh, where am I? Uh, hey God, I'm going to, I repent and I'm turning back to you. Mm-hmm. Boom. You're back. You're yeah. in, you do not have to go through, uh, any sort of a process to earn his love. He's, he's always right there. No, you there's, he always has, uh, immense love for you. Right. But now so, some, it, I, I find too, though, that it's harder if I've gotten out of the practice to pray and I'm in, in that ditch. Yep. You know, there's a lot of, I got to work on me for before I can't just hit prayer hundred miles an hour, you know, it's like, I gotta, there's stuff I got to get out of the way for, I got to get my mind right. Right. And when, when I find, so it's, it's a muscle you got to exercise, you know, you haven't been to the gym for a while and you're like, like for me, I'm completely yoked at most times. And so I'm usually pushing 275, 280 on the bench, (laughs) Oh yeah, Uh, you know, uh, and uh, whatever a good amount of weight is that <laughs> yeah if that didn't impress you then didn't, you know people was like that's, certain, that's pretty easy it's like well right. 375 then i have 400 whatever impresses uh, you that's what i if do if you're looking if you're listening to the podcast i encourage you not to look at the video um, <laughs> but the uh 
what I think is if, if you've been in the gym, you used to do that, you just can't hit back what it, you used to when you were in a habit of doing it. If you got out of it, right? Yeah, you're right. like, oh, crang, and it hits back down in your chest. You're like, yeah, oh, little yeah. help, little help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so to get that, so I, it, it's 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 easier just to stay in practice, uh, but the yeah. world is, is not designed. <laughs> To keep, and of course we have an adversary, right? So it, yep. everything is designed to knock us out of the pattern map. But I've got a, a blog in process. I've been promising it for a yeah. over a week now coming up about staying in that practice. Mm. Um, because nobody nobody gets out of practice on purpose, right? right? Yep. What, what happens though is your alarm doesn't go off. The electricity tripped out overnight and, or whatever your arm didn't go off or you start rushing or, for me or, or I just don't want to get up. I'm tired. I mean, I, I wouldn't even blame it on electricity. You know, sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm not going to do that this yeah. morning and, <laughs> and just and so, start making those choices. It's, yeah. And and so now you don't have time uh, to pray and you, you get mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, you get involved in the rest of your day, you know, yeah. and the, um, all of a sudden, you know, that things are, they're bothering you a little more than they used to, Yeah, you know, or you're noticing things that are getting in your craw that on a normal day, they don't get to you, but this, yeah. and, 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 and there's a lot of times where I find that I have effectively prayed in the morning and I just don't even realize, like there are things that are happening, but mm -hmm. you just don't even realize it. you just keep going on. You're like, ah, I got that. And you just don't even realize it. And you think back at the end of the day and you're like, huh, that I would have been normally bothered about. That. I mean, that, that was a thing there that I was going through and I didn't even notice it. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's that mindset. It's, but you're talking about a discipline too, in that, uh, you know, so, you know, how does it apply to your business as a, as a chief steward officer, you're running this thing and God gave you a brain for a reason, which is something you like to say. And I love that because it doesn't mean you have to stop every second to always seek him to say, is this the right thing? Is this the right thing? But, but do it appropriately in that you got to seek him and understand what he would want to have in the course of your day, in the course of your business on a regular, like you said, like going to a gym. So you've, you've, developed a, a habit. So if you don't have a lifestyle or a habit of, I walk and I talk with him. Yes, I do this early in the morning because the Bible says to wake up early, seek me and, and, and get your, because it does something like you said to your mindset so that when you come across maybe things that used to really make you mad, all of a sudden, you know, that you either don't notice those anymore mm -hmm. or you do and go, hmm, just a different perspective. But that and instruction, it's like you know, big decisions or, you know, I'm checking with God all the time just to see if he has anything to say about a thing. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. And sometimes uh, it's, it's, well, you know, wait, <laughs> you know, it's either yes, no, or wait on the prayers. So if I'm seeking him and he's giving me instruction about uh, a proposal or uh, a client I'm supposed to help do something or a new opportunity coming my way or a piece of equipment I should buy or a trip I should take. Uh, you know, I want to seek him on those things just to see if he's got something to say about it. And if he doesn't, he gave us a brain for a reason. Then yeah. you do what you feel is best as a steward to, to move forward and you continue to move forward, but seeking him 
is something we've got to get into a habit of doing a lot more consistently mm -hmm. and, and deeper. I think we have to go deeper with it. I, I, uh, I, I'm going to ask you a question though. So mm -hmm. it's a, I think I kind of know the answer. I know the answer for, for me, right. But I'm going to throw it out there. So there are a lot of times like what would be a reason for me not to seek him? And one of the reasons is because I already know what I'm taking to him is not going to be something that he endorses, right? That yeah. it, like, I know. I don't want to hear that, his answer. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I know it's going to put a, an obstacle between me and him. So if yeah. they're, if like, they're like, say, um, for instance, I don't, I'm just going to, maybe some people out, out there, uh, we have church on Wednesday nights, right? It's an obligation. It's a commitment for me to be at the church on Wednesday nights or to, that's just what we've com committed to do. So if, if I get involved in like a, uh, let's say a, a business networking event that I have to sponsor every yeah. Wednesday night, and there's going to be a lot of high rollers or heavy hitters there, mm. Lord, would you just make an exception? Can I, can I not go to church on Wednesday night? So, I mean, it seems like a perfect thing that you've brought in my path. There's going to be a lot my of people goodness. here. Such a good one. I, I would say, don't even bother going to God with that. You already know the answer uh, right. is, Oh, you, right. are you wanting to put something in front of me? Right. Well, for, for me, that would be a, a condemnation. It may not be for everybody, but there are some things we don't want to hear the answer. And so that's when right. I go to you for advice, typically, or, or anybody, we want to hear, the opinion that agrees with our own. We already have our minds made up. We're just looking for somebody to validate our opinions. God, it's yep. not about validating your opinion. <laughs> not at all. No. And you know, what's funny is, um, you know, just in reading, it was uh, Dr. Tony Evans was talking about something with the kingdom. And it, many times in our prayers, when if we do take the time to seek him, and when we say seek him, it's spending time with him, just like any other relationship, right? It's you want to seek him in prayer you and that's how we communicate you know to to the lord and what we tend to do in our prayer life and i'm saying this because i've done it so often and i still catch myself is that when i'm praying to him i'm i just want to shout my request to him mm. uh, you know I, hey god here's my laundry list of all the things that i want and if i want to ask him a question then you need to be an active listener. We, we talk about that with relationships with each other here, uh, just on your team or whatever else, but we don't actively listen for God. What we want is to take some fleshly, worldly desire that we have and take it to him in prayer to ask him to okay it. And if it's not lined up with his purpose for you, if it's not lined up with kingdom and anything that that is he can use to, to further that kingdom, then he's not going to bless that. And, and you might think, well, that doesn't seem fair because I've mm -hmm. seen other people that are Christians that, that they're joining that thing on Wednesday night, or they're skipping an opportunity to go. And that's what I love about the things that we talk about is that it's all different for different people. Mm -hmm. There are some things that are completely fine that line up with kingdom that are for them, but they're not for you. Yeah. And, and that's why you got to seek him, mm -hmm. you know, cause he'll tell you. Um, and if you don't have a piece, I, I think that I love your example because I've found some CSOs that love God for sure. And, and, and he wants to pour into their business 
And the reason that they would skip a commitment to go to church, to be a leader, to do the things that they told God they would do and that the church is counting on them for, to go to a business event that just popped up like a great opportunity, we can't miss it, is because now we've shifted our hope and our uh, faith in that event, producing more income or revenue or connections than what God could do. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I love it because it's a real test for us as CSOs to say, wow, this sounds like a great opportunity to network and meet people, but I truly feel like God's telling me not to do it. If you, if you choose to follow God on that, what you will find is he will make your phone ring and he will make opportunities come to you in abundance because of your obedience that would far out exceed had you gone to some business event that you know he told you not to do it. Mm-hmm. See, and other times I'll tell you this though, you said, no, don't even take it to him. I, I mean, I've, I've taken some stuff to him and I thought, well, he's going to say no to this, but I felt like I got a clear, like peace and, yeah. and, and a yes. And, you know, so that's, but that's why we have to seek him, right? Yeah. You, like, how I, do you know? <laughs> well, certainly if, if there are things in his word, you know, yeah. that he already speaking to do through the word one, uh, so don't go to him with things that are already clear in his word. Don't do, you know, For uh, sure. he's not going to, he's not going to change his mind on that. Correct. But there are things like, again, what condemns or convicts me? It's not, it's not a one size fits all, <laughs> you exactly. know, that's, that's on me. Uh, my, oh, my, my grandparents, uh, put this way, I, I, um, my, my grandparents, they would not allow any, I, these are stories my parents tell me. <laughs> they would not allow any board games for kids in the house that huh. involved dice. Oh, you can have spinners because of gambling or something. Yeah, gambling. Right? Couldn't have dice. You could have right, spinners, right, right? And you couldn't have cards, right? No okay. dice or cards. So I don't know what. I guess the marbles. Marbles was always an option. <laughs> you know? Know. But you know, by the time it gets down to me, I was like, well, you know, that don't that doesn't convict me, you know? Yeah. Or and I know some yeah. people who wouldn't ever play bingo. Bingo, right. you're like. Right. Well, that's on you. You know, it doesn't give big me, but you know, but they're um, I mean, talking like, you know, the one that you're doing at your house, you know, yeah, sure. there you go. And you're playing with your grandmother and stuff. Uh different things convict different people, right? So it's not yeah. a one size fit all. So I don't, don't bring another, but what you it is interesting, again, in my Wednesday night uh church, um I heard this this well, actually it was just last night. The um and I never had heard it in this way before, but I know a lot of times when I read and I'm studying the Bible, uh, we have a tendency to place ourselves in the, the, there's the protagonist, the antagonist, you know, we're always, we always like to picture ourselves as the good guy in the story. In reality, (laughs) it helps a lot more if you picture yourself as the bad guy in the story, right? Because that's typically who you are, because the, the good guy in the story is Jesus. That's, you know, yep. you're the back. But it was talking about uh, the, th- uh, the two malefactors on, on the cross, right? Yep. And, and you had the one malefactor, which was just shouting demands at yeah. Jesus. And you had the other one. How about the thieves was, that are yeah, on either side? Right. One of them, one of them wants, uh, you know, just, you, know, you, you should do this. You should, yeah. you know, yeah. call an army. You should get us down from here. You should. And the other one's like, forgive me my sins. That's yeah. where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is what he understands that Jesus is in charge. And the yeah. other one is just shouting commands at him. And I yeah. never had really looked at it that way before. Mm-hmm. And 
I was like, oh, I'm the guy on the, that just said, Jesus saved my soul. You're right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times I'm the guy who's just shouting demands at him. Well, oh, open yeah. up the gates of heaven and pour this out. What you, why oh, are you man. waiting on this? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do some self-reflection on that because uh, sometimes am I oh. just too often saying, Lord, I know this is good. Man. I, I do it now. That's the point of it. That's the point of this podcast. Everything we're trying to teach is that Jesus did this. He many, many times, study your word. How many times did he uh, go away to be quiet with the Lord? And he did it often. And he did it for long periods of time. And where sometimes the disciples didn't know, like, where's Jesus? Well, he's over praying again. I mean, he's been over there for hours. And it's because he needed Jesus. I mean, if Jesus needed, Jesus needed a fresh download of whatever the father was telling him that day. This is where I want you to go. And it was so contrary to the world. And that is an, an important part of being a CSO as a steward. If you're truly plugged in, if you're truly seeking God, he's going to give you things like that and say, you know, for you and your house, I do not want you to have board games or this or that. And we were like, what is it gambling? And sometimes you may not know. Mm -hmm. But for you, you are convicted that that is what God wants for you as a CSO. And let, let's just take it to business. If he says, I don't want you to be connected to any um, kind of like networking type groups. I want you to do this, or I don't want you to take this opportunity. Although I, you see that it could make you a lot of money. I want you to pass on that. I mean, when you seek him consistently and and you are obedient. So we talk about PLO, right? Pray, mm -hmm. listen, be obedient. So if you're praying to him and you're seeking him consistently on those things and you listen, don't just hear like I heard something from God. Well, hearing and listening are different. But if you, if you hear him and you listen to it and you're like, okay, I got that. Um, then you have to be obedient immediately. And I will tell you, Brad, most of the times it won't make sense. But how many times did Jesus go away and pray and come back and say, we're going to go here or we're going to go to this city or we're going to go do this thing. And the disciples were like, what, why, why would we go that way? Or why would we talk to the, and you would have all the uh, Pharisee, the, the different religious leaders were like, Hey, are you guys eating on the Sabbath? And, and Jesus was like, yeah, I, I pray we're hungry. And he would use scripture. Well, didn't David and his armies? And, and so he, you got to be confident as a CSO when you do not line up with what the world says you should do with your business, but you are lined up confidently with what God said to do with your business, stand firm. Mm -hmm. You will get worldly folks saying, of all opinions, here's how you should market your business. This is how you should sell. This is how you need to treat employees. This is, I mean, everyone's going to have all this wisdom that it won't sound evil. It probably isn't it, it, it. It'll sound reasonable, but you go check with God and go, I know what you're all saying. And it makes sense. I keep taking that to God and he keeps saying, not for you. This is not what I want for your business. And that's why you got to seek him or else you just fall into these traps of, following worldly advice, you get far away from God and go, and nothing's working for you the way all the experts said it would. And it's because God's like, yeah, that's not for you. Seek him. I mean, I, I promise you, he will, he will, you seek him, he's going to answer and he's going to give you divine instruction. Just be obedient then and walk it out. 
now there is a uh, and maybe something that a lot of us struggle with is at what point do we say that's enough seeking now is the time for action and i guess there was an old saturday night live skit yeah and i think i think phil hartman was playing jesus i think okay just take it for what it was. I don't. I, <laughs> I thought condone, he was hilarious. I yeah. neither condone nor convict. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, there was a lady, and if I remember some of it, she was like, "Oh Lord, help me make this ham sandwich for my kids' lunch," and okay. "Lord, help me run the vacuum cleaner." And right. it was it, it was every minor thing. And so then sure. Bill Hartman shows up. And he goes, ah, "You know, you don't have to ask me about everything because there's other people needing some things." You know, yeah. and and although you know that it, it's it's ridiculous, but it, at some point, like when. It is when do we have enough information and we just need hmm. to act now? Oh man. Great question. Cause I get that sometimes too, for people is like, well, do I just stop every few seconds? And, and it, it, it's, it's, you know, there's again, no one size fits all answer, but, but here's the thing. You're not always going into a, um, you know, you know, seeking God session. If you are, I'm going to go seek God right now at lunch. Right. And over my lunch break, I'm just going to seek him. You may not have any specific thing because it's a relationship that you need to ask from him. If you're constantly always coming to him asking maybe the same thing over and over, even especially if he's giving you an answer, you know, mm-hmm. are you sure I can't do this? Are you sure I don't need that? I mean, he's already answered you. Um, then, then you don't want to do that. But when you seek him, what you're doing is you're building a relationship with him in a way that draws you closer. And I'll, I'll go seek him. And you know what I do sometimes in, in seeking him, praise him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just praise him. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not stop. I'm not being inactive. I'm putting into practice the best I can, everything that I feel like he's told me to do when I've asked for things and he's answered me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and rolling that thing out. And as long as I'm being led by the spirit and producing that fruit, then I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot, but then, you know what? I, I, consistently go back and seek him and you know there's no magic number it, it, you oh well three times a day or four times yeah. a day and at least an hour long that's not it we, we make it too complicated it's mm-hmm. just hey lord checking in uh i'm rolling it feels good i feel good family's good business feels good what do you think about it am i missing something open my eyes to something that maybe i have never seen before if you need me to see it and if I, if I still feel at peace, if I still feel like we're lined up and we're blessing people, we're helping people and, and we're producing uh, spiritual, you know, fruit, then, then I'm going to continue to roll down this way, but Lord, this is your business. So in those kind of seek sessions, it's nothing really specific as much as it is. What can't I see? What direction would you like me to go? And sometimes it's very specific. Like I'm not going to move on that business deal until I really hear from God so I'm going to keep coming back to him as much as I feel like I have to or need to until I get an answer or I'm not mm-hmm. going to move on it. Um, you see what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a mindset, a lifestyle that we think when we seek God, it's got to be because we're going through a terrible time or we're, we have to seek him because uh, we've hit rock bottom. We have to seek him because we have um, a wish list that we want him to bless. Mm-hmm. And that's not, 
a great relationship. It's a relationship. I'm glad people are seeking God, but more than that, deeper than that, mm-hmm. I'm seeking you just because I love spending time with you. Yeah. I'm seeking you because of everything you've ever done. I love our pastor. It says it this way. is like, God, if you never do another thing for me, you've already done more than I deserve. Mm-hmm. If you never do one more thing, praise you for everything you've already done. Yeah. See, that, that type of relationship, that's the, that's what we need. I tell you, it's for me, and it's just something that, that I need to do. Uh, you know, when I, like you said, it's a relationship. And so I like to start my day in prayer, asking for just for general wisdom and discernment. I, you know, you, I find that if I am walking in unison with mm-hmm. Jesus, like a lot of things, again, they are, they automatically kind of get taken care of, you know, but yeah, but I, I also, In ways that you can't explain. <laughs> right. But I also like to ask uh, to, for him to show me and alert me when specific instances happen that I need to seek him over because yeah, yeah. as a business owner, we typically run, we solve problems. Most yep. of the day we're solving problems. We're answering phone calls. We're addressing needs. Right. And we can get in that mode of just chainsaw, boom, 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 boom. And you're knocking right. things down, knocking things down. And this is just another, another one in a long series of things you have to accomplish today. Mm-hmm. But that one was one that you should have a, really put some more contemplation in. But before yep. you sent that email, mm-hmm. you should have consulted God, yep. right? Yep. Uh, and, yep. and so I asked him to bring <laughs> those things to my mind. Hey, bef- if I'm in, in the pattern, bring it to me and slow me down that I might seek you on specific things. So it's kind of, that's good. It's kind of like a catch all, <laughs> but it's, it's, well, I, but it that's is. what I need. I need because we'll, we'll just keep blowing through and I've sped over something and I really well, shouldn't have. Think about it like this too, is remember he owns your business. He is the complete owner of it and that he has his own agenda for your business. You gave it to him. He owns it. It was his anyway, but now you've become a steward. So how in the world do you know what his agenda is for your business or the mm-hmm. actions he wants you to take or how you want, uh, he wants you to behave? Well, you got to check with him. You got to check with his word. You have to seek him. So like if you start a new job, they take you through orientation, right? If you've mm-hmm. ever had a job in your life, you go in and a lot of times they'll take you through HR. You got to learn all the technology. You got to learn all the policies. You, a lot of times they'll, they'll tell, you, tell you about how it was founded and, and the story of how they uh, you know, got started and, and their values, right? And they expect certain things of you. Like when you're here at work, this is how we treat each other. This is how we treat mm-hmm. our customers. So in, in a very similar way, except even on a grander scale, I mean, God is the owner of this company. And as you turn this over to him, it's really an ongoing orientation. It's, it's, I'm, I want you to treat people this way. I want you to behave this way. I want you to take this plan that you've dedicated to me and work that plan and check in with me regular daily. So how Mm -hmm. often, at least daily, because if you're one that, that plans your day, you know, you look at a calendar, you've got appointments today, you've got, you're, you're certainly going to be following up with uh, emails and phone calls, things we know we're going to do. It is a catch-all in the morning. It's just like, and, and Lord, by the way, this is my plan today. This mm-hmm. is my to-do list today. Mm-hmm. Bless it. And, yeah. and help me see opportunities to, to shine for you. 
yeah. help me, you know, in my conversations and in my interactions with people you love, uh, help me. I, I've, I see on my calendar, I've got a challenging uh, conversation today with a customer or an employee or a coworker. You know, we, we have to address something today. Lord, please be in the room with that. Uh, give me the words for that and, and help me to remember that, that you own this thing. I'm just trying to be a steward. And, and yeah, those kinds of, see, those are the things that, that really open up your heart and your mind to kingdom and allowing him to call the shots and things will work throughout your day in ways that you didn't expect. Cause we'll run it through our mind. Like I'm going to talk to Brad today about a tough thing. And I'm going to say this, we have it scripted. And then he's, I know he's going to say this cause he always does. And then I'll come back with this thing and then we'll play the whole thing out. And it's pretty terrible. You pray over that thing first, then go into that conversation. It almost never in my experience right. works out how you had it in your head. Mm -hmm. It's always much better. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, so seeking him, pray, there, there, listen, be obedient. <laughs> And, uh, you know, as you were, as you're talking, just, just, I was uh, recently on a group uh, phone conference, yeah, uh, facilitated by a person that I know is a, is a Christian strong in fit in the faith. Yep. And I, the way this person was communicating during this call was abnormal for mm. this person. Okay. Uh, very, I was like frustrated, agitated, frustrated, <clears throat> out of character okay and in most of the time i will say oh, i just i'm just going to get on about my day it doesn't concern me yeah and <clears throat> but while we were on this call it just came over saying no, no you need to pray for that person yeah. right now yeah right now and mm. and so it did this while we were on the call you know yeah it, it just private you know no nobody was you know i did not a big deal about it because i was on mute anyway but during the course of that call, I could just hear that person's demeanor change and yeah. be lighter. And oh, yeah. I think if we are seeking God, it's not always about you. It's about other mm -hmm. brothers and sisters in the faith that sometimes need your help to lift oh, yeah. them up. Oh, We're yeah. all in this together. We're Absolutely. all trying to advance the kingdom. And if you are out of round at the exact moment, yeah. that somebody needs you, uh, then that's a, that's a sad feeling to be in. I, I've been in oh, a place is. before where I, where I was not able to help somebody. Right. And, uh, and that's a shame, you know, so See, seeking God all the time so that you can gosh. be instant in season to help others. That's what it's about. I, yeah. you. I love that, right? Because we need that type of environment. Why CSO? Because we want more business leaders to become stewards in this nation because they can do that in the workplace. They can, God can open their eyes to other people who need to hear it, Christians or not Christians that can come alongside and not, you know, judge them and react in a very worldly way and be all kind of, you know, gossip in the work, all that stuff. Uh, but rather put an arm around and pray for, I mean, what would this nation look like if you have an, uh, just a, a whole army of CSOs who are now operating like that in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a huge part of this movement. And, 
you know, when, when you notice something like that on a call and you notice that someone's acting out of character, guess what? I mean, CSOs and Christians that we're not perfect. We're not going to be, mm-hmm. that is not what this is about. It's about becoming in alignment with the Lord and let him own your company. Let, let him push uh, strategy into you. And then you're obedient to walk that out. And when you do it, it's not going to be easy all the time. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of favor. I think you're going to get, you know, blessed. And also you're going to have challenges, some that you've invented for yourself. You're going to have a bad day. You're going to be sick. Um, there, you're going to have some stuff that happens that triggers you in a way that, that you lash out the way you used to. And what you need is people like, like you just said, that would notice that and, and, and hold you accountable in a very loving way. And your response as a CSO should be, thank you, Lord, that, that uh, mm-hmm. you've put me around people that, that bring me back into alignment because mm-hmm. I, I don't want anyone to feel like once they turn their business over to God, that they're all of a sudden in great alignment going to just smooth through the rest of this life. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to have challenges. They're going to have tough days like that. It's now a mindset of what do you do when you have a tough day like that? Mm-hmm. So just, I just love that, that you prayed for that person. And I know it made a world of difference and you were obedient. Well, how many times have you been in, in prayer? And when you immediately, when you, you finished your prayer, you just got a movement or something. It just starts like, yeah, I need to text that person just yeah. to say hi, just to lift them up. Mm. How many times, and I know you've done it. You've done it for me. You've done it for others. And yep. as we, and it's happened to me where I've been in the lowest of lows and somebody just sends a quick text message saying, hey, Lord told me to reach out to you. Just lift you up. Say, love yep. you. Yep. Huh? I wonder where that came from. Oh, you know, man. it's because people were in alignment. People were seeking God saying, how can I help someone today? I know that's why. How can I be in somebody's life offering mm-hmm. help and then shining a light for you in my life today? And sometimes it's as simple sending a text message. Sometimes it's, yeah. it's a little harder. You got to pick up the phone sometime and call. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd say this, Brad is like, thank you. Uh, I have done that, but I've also equally, uh, if not even more uh, been prompted and not done that or forgot mm-hmm. to do that, get busy. Right. And that that's the, that's that obedience part. And what would it be like if God knew that he could count on uh, tugging at someone's heart to reach out to someone else and they did it consistently every time, you know, cause a lot of times when you go and you're obedient like that, you're checking in with someone for a reason. You, you, you could even tell them, it's like, I don't know why <laughs> I just, you just, I haven't talked to you in a long time and God just put on mm-hmm. my heart. I just need to reach out to you. And you're right. Many times it's right what they needed right at the right time. And you're blessed more than they are. Uh, and that you get humbled because God's using you. You know, he mm-hmm. picked you to, to intercede and that's how God will do it. You, you start praying for things as a CSO, you start wanting to uh, move down this path in your mind, in your kingdom alignment. God will almost always bless you through another person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to be the one that gets blessed. Other times you're the one that's doing the blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but think of it that what gets me is how many times have I really needed someone uh, at a rock bottom type of moment and God put me on their heart and they couldn't find the time to call me Mm -hmm. or they forgot to, or they forgot to text. Although Mm -hmm. I've been on their mind for 
along, you know, you know, you know what I mean? I, I flip it to go, man, I, I really needed them. Uh, I, I could really could have used something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to be mindful of it so that when God puts somebody on my heart, that I, I do it immediately. That, mm. that obedience part, that action part yeah. is the most powerful part, I think, of praying and listening. Because you can pray and you can listen and hear it. But if you never act on it, it just doesn't ever produce any fruit for you. Well, you know, I, it's, you ever listen to the, the coaches shows, it's, we're kind of in ba we're basketball country around here. It's been an awful basketball year for most involved, but if you ever listen to the coaches show and then you have typically um, you have a, you, you'll, you hear player complaints. Oh, man, I, we, I just want to be in the game more at the end of the game. I want to be able to take yeah. that last second shot. And the coach will say, I can't put you in the game because you don't hit your free throws. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, how, well, I'm not in because I can hit free throws. Well, how long were you in the gym this week working on your free throws? Putting the work in, yeah. Uh, none. So if, look, if you're not hitting your free throws, you know, there could, it, this, that could be a symptom. You're not putting the time in to seek God. If he's not yeah. putting you in to the game, that yeah. could be an indicator that, you know what, I'm not seeking as much as I need to be, because the goal yeah. is to be put into the game, right? Right. You want to be the one to do that work. That's yep. the blessing. I'm greedy for blessing. Yep. It, it talk, <laughs> like the, like the work, um, you know, and, and, and seeking him too. It's like, you don't have to be in a certain part of your home. Like, again, don't overcomplicate. You could do this in your car. You could do this. I do this at my desk at work. You know, it, you can seek him uh, and be, be in prayer with him pretty consistently throughout the day, mm -hmm. just in prayer and praise um, and, and, and just all of it. But in those moments that you take time to, to listen and be obedient, that's where that action is. That, that's, that's where you got to put it. And I want to make sure we're wrapping up like this is that um, when God gives you those things and, and you put the work in there, he's going to put you in the game. It, it's hard. I'll just tell it. To, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's difficult to be obedient to some of the things that God might tell you to do, because sometimes it involves something you're not familiar with, uh, or, or he wants you to go to a certain person that you ha don't have any connection with, or you used to, and it was pretty bad, or he wants you to go to a certain area. He tests your comfort level. You know, he's going to your comfort zone, um, put you in circumstances or, or do things that may not, line up with what you think you can do. Um, but that's all that stretching and that teaching and that testing. You just go ahead and do it and trust him to, uh, to just bless you in that and protect you in that. But also the Holy spirit is what we have. He's the helper, right? Mm -hmm. And if we have the helper, here's how you can know hmm. that this, uh, this is in uh, Galatians uh, five. So everybody look it up and it starts in, in verse 16. Mm -hmm. Is it said, I say then walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. So the flesh desires what is against the spirit. So you've got your spirit, you've got your flesh and they're tugging each other and that we all have that. And because we were born in, into this world and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposite and opposed to each other so that you don't, so that you don't do what you want. 
here comes the discipline. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And so how do you know that you're being led by the flesh? Mm -hmm. And it really has a lot. It has a list here starting in 19, but in enviness, uh, selfish ambitions, uh, hatred, uh, you know, envy, <laughs> uh, all these things that it talks about when you're led by the flesh, that is consuming your mind. If you have hatred for a certain group or a certain person, uh, if you're, if you're envious, then those are fleshly things, a very undisciplined, but if you're this really client being... has pushed me over the line for the last time, I'm going to give them the what for, and I'm really oh, yeah. going to teach them a lesson. Yeah. And I'm not talking about where we just talk about where you can get like triggered by some things uh, because we're not perfect, but I'm talking about a consistent lifestyle that mm -hmm. that's what that is. But if you get pushed to a limit by something and you act out in one, like a spike, you, you repent of that, be held accountable to that, accept that, humble yourself, apologize, whatever you got to do to get back into alignment. You know, that's yeah. like a spike, a blip, because we're not perfect, but we recognize that we got right back in that, that that's mm -hmm. what we'll mm -hmm. probably experience. I'm talking about if you consistently find yourself in sexual immortality, immorality, it says, or idolatry or sorcery, it talks about, these are all these things that uh, I want to be uh, a kingdom entrepreneur. I'm going to give you a CSO and be lined up under the king and run this business and give it all to him. And at the same time, there's just this certain group of people, maybe it's a race, maybe it's, it's, uh, you know, an age thing or whatever it is. Uh, but I hate them, mm. uh, political, mm. like I'm going to do this, but, but it's only for one, one of the political parties, uh, because mm -hmm. I want to exclude them because I, I hate them. You're going to have a real difficult time aligning with kingdom because God loves all, all, everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you're going to be kingdom, you have to adopt this mindset too, that you love everybody. And that if you find yourself in some ways exhibiting a life of strife and jealousy and outburst, it says, and I mean, you can read it. I didn't say, mm -hmm. you know, Paul wrote it. Uh, it's in Galatians. You can go get it yourself. It's in the word. Don't be mad at me. But if, <laughs> if that's your mindset as a kingdom entrepreneur and as a CSO, then you're producing the, that's the fruit of the flesh. But what's different is like, well, what if I do struggle with that? Well, Hey God, I see what you're telling me to go do. I want to be led by the spirit and the spirit's going to help me. So please help me through that. And you start doing those things and coming against that hatred and, and God will change your heart. God will change your mindset. He'll bless that business. And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And all of those things, if you start seeing more of that and God's changing your heart from the fleshly stuff to the spirit stuff, that's a good indicator that you're on track, mm. That, mm. That, that you are walking this stuff out the way he wants you to. So if you're experiencing a lot of that kind of spiritual fruit in mm. your life, then you should have a good piece about it and continue to check with God to say, okay, is, is am I on track? You know, just always seeking him to make sure we, you stay there. That's strong stuff. Uh, the, I know we've talked previously about kingdom performance indicators, the KPS yeah. kingdom yep, performance yep. indicators. And, you know, that's, it would be interesting to see if, you know, if we put together a chart, you know, like, or where you're, you're doing sure. a self assessment, it's like, okay, where am I in on this one? Oh, uh, and you know, just keeping a daily tally of, of where yeah. you are. It, I don't know anybody that necessarily 
does it uh, in a physical sense. We may do it in a mental, oh, I feel I'm, I'm all right today. But yeah, I think yeah. it would be an interesting exercise. Mike, why don't you make that up? Why don't you make a little piece of downloadable yeah, yeah. collateral? Uh, we'll, have some, we'll have some dashboards and some stuff. You can see your KPIs. And yeah. I, and you should, actually. You know what? It's it's not a... I, I think if we if you focus on what your kingdom performance indicators are for your business like uh all the time that you were uh i mean i I think you can keep track of this stuff here's how many times god told me to be obedient to go do something and all of that was based in uh in in love and you know there were three times this this week and i and i'm three for three i mean you can you you can track a lot of this stuff. Um, but I, I even thought about like this, Brad, if you guys remember the whole pandemic, of course you remember the pandemic thing, but if you remember the, uh, the, the nation or the globe map and anytime they did this for such a long time, anytime there was uh, an outbreak in a certain uh, city, it was early on, I think it was John Hopkins university, some hospital. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we'd give it like a little red dot. And yeah. so then you would see those things spread. And then it got to the point you could actually click on it, interactive, and it would show you how many cases were new in a certain city or whatever. So you could kind of see this thing spread. And I think about it sometimes like that with the CSO is to mm-hmm. say, how many CSOs are there in the nation? Little pinpoint. And how much of a kingdom impact have each of them been able to have through some KPIs so that we can see visually this kingdom impact we could see how many people have turned their business over to god they're truly seeking him and they're having a kingdom impact in their community mm-hmm. in their state and so we can see we can actually see the impact i think that would that's another thing we're going to come up with to help people do <laughs> i love it i feel like this time has just flown by today yeah it's this is great i feel like we could just continue to talk about this well uh, ages well hopefully people get get the gist of it, is uh seeking him you know early in the morning constantly consistently um you know staying on track uh and and when you pray uh you could you could praise him and and do that but um if, if you're looking for instruction and you listen to it and then be obedient plo uh, i love how you you've just wrapped it up so this is what we need to do yeah. in terms of seeking and this is how we do it and this is how you know if you are doing it i love the way that you've packaged those thoughts today. Well, thanks man 